Welcome back, guys. Every episode just starts with me like smelling just, fucking different kinds of weed every time. Welcome back to Doobie Talk. What's up? We got some flavors today. Oh, that's a more train wreck. Yeah, today we're on the. We uh, got some train wreck today. Nice sativa. It smells fucking amazing. You probably can't see it, but we need to like have the nug like pop up right here or something. No, no, we like, shoot a dope photo of it. Actually, like, I have the I have the photos. People can like see what we smoke every week, you know. I have the menu photos of them. I could throw them up there. And then I got some OG in this one, so I got my Indica and my sativa. Which is that OG? Is that Skywalker stuff? That's the shit from you. Skywalker goods. Damn, that smells fucking super. Not too bad. So we're gonna roll up a couple joints and talk about some shit. Thanks for joining us once again on Doobie Talk. This is Doobie Talk. This is episode five. Episode five. High Rise TV. This is this is Aaron. He's the owner of High Rise Co. and the High Rise TV. I'm Derek. I'm a skateboarder and also video content creator, photographer, producer for High Rise Co. and High Rise TV. So if you guys haven't tuned into the podcast before, we're just two dudes who um, enjoy business, the business process and longtime friends through skateboarding. We work together. We t- talk shit about skateboarding, about business every day at the office while smoking weed. So we were like, <laughs> fuck it. Let's invite y'all along for the ride. So today we're just going to talk about um, some random shit. But before we get into that, how's your weekend besides we'll the, working? The weekend rundown. So it was cool. We actually got a new dog. So Mac does a little 420 win and got ourselves a new uh, dog. And it's fucking huge. What kind of dog is it? It's a Labrador Retriever or something. It's like a mix, dude. Mix, mix, yeah, something like that. It kind of looks like a pit, though, too, with the it face. Kind of, yeah. Almost looks like yeah, like a Shiba Inu or Akita or some shit yeah. like that. Super She's sick. a big girl, though. But uh, she got her from the rescue shelter on Saturday, I think. So we have had her the last couple of days. Our other dog, Cheech, is just like, won't stop humping. <laughs> just non-stops. We're trying to like nip that in the butt, but... Um, got the new pup, and then other than that, just worked all fucking weekend long, all day. What'd all you do? Night. Just a little bit of everything? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything. Lots of uh, production, lots of shipping, lots of customer service, uh, marketing, went over some game plans for Higher TV, some new content that we got coming out in the next couple weeks. Um, Scheming on our 420 Kind of getting like our drops. 420 drop, our 420 plan, um, scheming on what we want to do for that and what we're going to create. Um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of work this weekend. Um, it was cool though, and uh, yeah, really, that's that was my weekend. Yeah, <laughs> New right. puppies and work, work. <laughs> my my Saturday was fucking. Well, we worked here till Friday till like ten shipping. Oh yeah, was, yeah. And then watched a little bit of the fights, and then Saturday, I did like, I like fucking ran errands, and we set up we got like a new bed and set up the headboard and all that fun shit did a bunch of fucking adult shit (laughs) uh, what else did i do and then we had i came up on like a fire pit last week oh nice so we had a nice sort of like a couple of homies like shane and his roommate and um hit the barbecue and had the fire oh yeah i saw you were grilling up all kinds of shit shit. did you see the fucking fucking stoner culinary masterpiece the s'mores or whatever s'mores stuffed with chocolate chips mm. then we roasted that shit over the fire oh nice so it like melts the chocolate it melts shit. the chocolate chips yeah, so we were fucking idea. handling those i'll probably put a picture right here goodness <laughs> um delicious so that was actually super sick and then sunday i just fucking skated all day went out to like pomona or chino and skated chafee with like three carfuls of people and big sesh. Was sick fucking big sesh like some random dudes here i'm gonna show aaron some of the footage i'll put some of it up here um, some of the iPhone shit we got. Got some clips. Check out this homie. This was like a random homie that was like at the spot. He's like just an OG local dude. Shit, shit. Nolly Hardflip. Fakey Hardflip on, hard on the Zip Zinger. Oh, what's that, man? So he's some super OG dude. Damn, that was crazy. And this Solomon did like a... He did like a sick line with it. started off with like the switch tail. And then he was like doing a bunch of shit over the blocks, and he ended up breaking his board on like switch healing over one of the blocks. 
and then he kept trying it and he broke his board in the middle and broke his tail Damn. and then still ended up getting the line Damn. it was crazy and he's like a big ass dude yeah. he's like two something and then the homie Daniel Espinoza was there when we showed up randomly. That's, uh, he's on the Kukai and shit? Yeah, he was on the Kai and Cliche. Yeah. I think he's doing, like, the visual thing now. But, um, so him? he was there with his homie. Is that him? Yeah. Damn. From Blunt 270. From Blunt 270 to eat shit. Just poached his ass super hard. Yeah. And then here's my clip. Which has some D-Rock footy. You guys aren't allowed to see the clip because we're going to save it for my video part, but maybe I'll put a little bit of it. I can little play. How's that? Little dropper. A little drop down. Little drop down. That's <laughs> Drop top. Oh yeah. So that was sick. We just skated there till like all night with fucking three cars of people, and then we hit up Sue Plantation on the way home. Ooh, Sue Plantation closed spot. the fuck out, dude. Like ten skaters. I was stacked the side like down. fucking this high. <laughs> it's so good, man. Like 12 bowls of ice cream and shit. Handled, dude, for sure. So good. Um, and then, yeah, we just did that. Came home and smoked more with the homies and crashed so hard. I bet. But uh, exciting weekends of nothing nothing super crazy happened. Sometimes yeah, you go out and. The usual, yeah. When you go skating, you might end up running into like some crackheads blowing each other in an alley or something <laughs> like that, or some dude jerking off and. See something crazy, yeah. Yeah, but. I thought I can remember. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, too wild. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So. Um, okay. Should we just get into this or? Yeah. Let's just get into that's some a, of the stuff. Dive so, on in. So like yeah, last week I, I bought all those Ugh. books. So I was like kind of talking about those books. Oh yeah, I kind of skimmed through that Gary Vee book that you gave me too over the weekend. Um, was it called jab 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 jab, right, jab, hook. jab right hook or something yeah mm-hmm. i kind of skimmed through that this weekend it was kind of just like he he like just breaks down a lot of different like social media like strategies and what he'll put um companies uh like photos and instagram posts and facebook posts and tumblr posts and he'll just pull all these different posts from companies very wide variety and then he'll kind of critique them and he'll be like Target did a great job by including this in their headline, and then he'll be like, Best Buy did a terrible job. They should have done this, and they should have changed their photo to this. And it's it's a lot of that. Just like, that's... It was honestly like too much of that, to be yeah. honest. Like, more than half the book was just examples like that. And there's only a couple of chapters of... Stuff you, know, you like, kind of already understood. Yeah, and a lot of it was, like, kind of stuff that I already kind of got. Yeah. Um, and then it was also, like, a lot about, like... Um, like content is king but context is god so it's like you can have the great content but you have to know the context in which to use it and to know what like know the different like subtleties in each platform so know that facebook you're going to want to post it a certain way as opposed to instagram you're going to want to post it a different way because people react to the platforms differently so it's like that's kind of what i was learning is just really like absorbing the context in which you post things and um be like very aware of what platforms you're posting on and how to kind of like do it the best to that platform yeah um like an example of that is what when you when you're running that your ads your sponsored ads on instagram like through facebook mm-hmm. you were saying before that people don't have click-through links right so when you run the ad like i don't know if you guys see the sponsored ads on your instagram or whatever but a lot of the time, I might be wrong about this, but a lot of the times in the caption, they put a link in the caption, correct? Yeah. But the, cl- the link in the caption is not a click-through link. It's not It's not highlighted. It's not a hyperlink. It's not, is that what it's called? It's exactly, not highlighted yeah. blue. So when so a lot of these companies, they spend a fuck ton of money, these big companies, maybe it's fucking Miller Lite seen, or Bud yeah. Light or whoever, whoever advertises on your page, and you'll see it, and the, the objective is to get you to click, to click to go to their platform, their website, to share whatever fucking contest or whatever campaign they're doing but a lot of them they don't it's not clickable right. it's just and you can't copy and paste from the Instagram caption I've seen like you're saying like huge companies running ads and it's like 50,000 likes and 4,000 comments and like cracking but the description it's go buy this here and then they put this long ass fucking link it's like no and you should say clickable. you should say if you're interested click the link above and put an arrow to the link because when you do these ads, they give you one link on the bottom of your photo. So if you put in your bio, click here pointing up or click shop now, tell them what the call to action is and then you follow it. So 
literally you just click it and then it's gonna go right to your or, page. Or as far as even easier, like putting the link in the bio, like or tag themselves. People, yeah. So tag themselves in the That's caption. So it's like too, yeah. Bud Light USA at Bud Light USA, and then they click on that, and then they can go to the link in the bio and click on it. Which mm -hmm. is still the objective is the least amount of clicks possible because each extra click is going to deter your potential customer. They say from, like uh, like what are they? One second can make the biggest difference. Exactly. When they're landing on your page, they want to fucking check out and buy it. Boom. They don't want to have to look for it. They don't have to wait for the page load. None of that. Or it's like, yeah, like for, for our new Shopify store that we've started two months ago, like Shopify gives us all the analytics and it'll say like, this shit has been, this product has, has been left in this many people's carts without buying, you know? So yeah. it's like... So yeah, like we always talk about Shopify, but it's just very, it's so valuable and it's such a good tool. Um, and you can do awesome things like that. For instance, say that 10,000 people visit your website, then let's say 5,000 of those people put something in their shopping cart, but then let's say only 1,000 of those people actually buy. So you're left with 4,000 people that put something in their cart and did not convert. So boom, what does Shopify do? They have multiple apps that you can download and install that integrate directly with your website and they'll automatically hit up all those people that added stuff to their cart. You can hit them with an incentive, a discount, free shipping, um, just a message, whatever you want to do. So like what we'll do for some of our brands is we'll send out an email. If you put something in your cart and don't purchase, you're going to get an email 15 minutes later saying, Hey, come back and complete your purchase. We're going to give you 5% off. Um, or come back and complete your purchase. We're gonna give you free shipping. Shipping. Or, so that shit's probably happened to all you guys. So but you guys are there's probably so many all people just to, leaving yeah. money on the table. Like, it, and then it's dope because it shows you at the end of the month, like we fucking saved you three thousand dollars, or we made you this, or it shows you how many they recovered. Yeah. Every month, it's like at least a couple hundred orders that they recovered for us, which is you know a couple G's at least. So just by installing this four dollar app, you can, you know, depending on the volume of orders that you're getting, you can really like get those customers back in and close yeah. and convert or, or um, what was the other example um there's another example so in our videos um in our youtube videos the first two lines of our description it's like a shop now or shop here link which is a high rise to the high rise code store and then the second one was a subscribe but now we use like a presto doctor one but for the past 300 uploads our copy and paste uh, our um, shop here to the high rise code website wasn't a click-through link it was just it yeah, wasn't the blue click-through link so that's fucking 13 million views on our videos that we had that people couldn't no clickable link. no clickable link even which if is we like, just captured one percent of those 13 million clicks or you know half a percent you half know, a percent that would have been like 20 or thirty thousand dollars or however much you know and it's like you just shot ourselves in the head just like very little foot. tweaks you can make mm -hmm. just by one little thing so aaron spent a whole day going back and just changing, changing the, the description <laughs> to our 250 300 videos or whatever so it's yeah. just there's small things like that or cutting cutting costs like oh i'm selling six thousand hats a month i can get the sourcing down 10 cents per hat cheaper mm -hmm. i just made an extra fucking 600 bucks a month or right or whatever you know the littlest the littlest tweaks can make the biggest difference when you're running you know volume or you're running a lot of production a lot of orders like you're just saying like we got to order for like ten thousand hats and we we're paying like i don't really want to say the price but we we're paying a certain price and like how could we fucking we need to get this lower boom so we find another supplier that's like you all do it for 12 cents cheaper it's like it doesn't sound like a lot but when you're ordering you know eight ten thousand hats that 12 cents is gonna you know put a nice little chunk back in your pocket so it's really something to think about too even like when you're shipping out orders like is a bag cheaper than a box or is this tape cheaper than that tape or all the littlest things that you could think of it all adds up and if you're um, in this for the long run like you need to be looking at this in the long term and Looking so, at it over like a year, like, okay, I spent $100 on tape. I could switch to here and get the tape for $5 yeah. or, you know, whatever tweaks. Do you, like, I, I notice this a lot with you. You, like, look at you. You're busting out the calculator on your phone, like, numerous times a day. Like, is that something you've always done or is that something that you've just learned to do when it comes to breaking bread in business? It's just, I think it's smart. It's just, it's always good to know your numbers and to, 
know your margins and double check your numbers and make sure that you know what you do know. you feel like it gives you like like physically seeing the numbers pop up because you can kind of do some of the numbers in your head probably mm -hmm. but physically seeing it on your screen is it like let's go let's get it you it's know like kind of like, like somebody... breaking it down like yeah yeah a lot of like i have shit in my head all day but it's like once you put it on paper and really write it out and look at it and like think about it i'm like okay like you know what I mean? It's a lot easier to like plan from there to make mm -hmm. the adjustments and. Because like Reed comes in and he's stuff. like, like our sales rep, and he's. And that's like, the name of the game, like with you margins. know with uh, with our company Happy East. It's we're doing all these big orders for all these different companies, and that's the name of the game right now is negotiating with them with these margins, these price points, and we have to be at this price to hit this, and we have to do this to do that, and it's it's crazy. And, and the same way they're on the other end, like the buyers on the other end crunching numbers and trying to get it down 10 cents cheaper because you know mm -hmm. they're ordering 16,000 units and they're going to get them 10, 10 cents cheaper that just fucking save them 1600 dollars in their order right or i don't know i Whatever fucking dropped out, out of math you know <laughs> or dropped out of college because of math but but yeah I, I don't know i always just see that you're always busting out your calculator you're always like you know numerous times a day reed comes in he's like yo they, they're talking about doing this many numbers at this many dollars per unit and you're like busting it out and you're like all right. always like running the cost and then like okay well maybe we use this manufacturer we can get it down five cents or maybe we send it to this person we can get it here maybe let's use these hats instead of those hats let's do this design with less stitches like trying to figure out all the different variables and how you can tweak them to save a couple bucks and you know hit those price points because once you start dealing with the real we, we talk a lot about e-commerce on the show and stuff like that but wholesale is a whole nother game so what wholesale is, is when you're like wholesaling your product directly to retailers and stores and stuff like that. So typically they're gonna want your stuff at 50% of what you sell it for. And then once you start moving real volume and real units, then they're gonna want it for even cheaper when you're dealing with, you know, like JCPenney and Nordstrom's and all these big box stores, they want the hats at, you know, $3, or $2 and whatever the price is. It's like 99 cent store. Yeah. Like 99 cent store because makes they have that leverage. margin, you know, like 99 cent store is probably making like 10% or five. they're probably making five or 10 cents on each unit that they sell. Mm -hmm. But you know, but they're selling, a, their volume is so large that same with Costco, their margins like 2% or 4% or something shit, insane, yeah. but they do, I forget the number, they do billions in sales. So it's like, it makes sense. Yeah. That's like the future is definitely, I mean, it's also the present, but creating a storefront is like the past you know unless you have something that's a, that creates an experience for your customer if you're just trying to open up like a fucking shop or a boutique yeah, like a lot of people or, are like i'm gonna start this clothing brand i'm gonna open a store on the blah 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 and it's just like that might not be the best you know move to, to go you know yeah people are just buying shit online like they could you know go to your store but then you're gonna have to charge your say you have a dad cap you're gonna have to charge 20 to 30 dollars for that dad cap because you have to pay for your overhead whereas if you just have your your Shopify or online store, you could charge 16 and you're still making the same amount of profit as the person who has the headache of having to pay their fucking rent and having to pay. My advice would be like, if you're like really, really did want to do a storefront is to, to utilize it and to optimize it. And what I mean by that is if you're gonna have a storefront, then make that your office, make that your photo studio, get as many uses out of it as you can and figure out as many ways to make revenue from it as you can. Throw events, so collab, exactly, like, like you want to be doing events like every weekend, you want to be getting, you know, people at your shop because they're going to be spending money. You have to create an experience, like we said, like you can't just open a boutique, you got to open like a coffee shop slash boutique or you got to exactly. open up, uh, or, or if you go to a lot of the new places, there's like these creative spaces, like if you go up to if you go up to like Oregon and shit, like they have a lot of pop-up areas where like at the bottom of a fucking lobby of some business building, they'll do like pop-up coffee shops. That's what a lot or, of like know. Rip and Dip, like they do pop-ups in mm -hmm. different cities like every month and different, you know, stuff like that. This is super interesting. Like it's something that just might be interesting to you. My chick just got her taxes done and she got her it done by like this younger dude who's just like breaking into the accounting and stuff. And so she went and met him over somewhere in Long, like downtown Long Beach, and it was like some bi like business building that basically you rent out space for oh, your yeah. own personal business, so you don't have overhead. So, for example, like you can like rent an office for the day exactly, or like yeah. you can rent desks, you can rent a whole office, you can rent this, you can rent that. They have kitchens, they have fucking like couches everywhere. It's super sick. So, yeah, maybe you pay like two hundred bucks a month, and instead of going to work at fucking Starbucks and having your client can meet you at Starbucks for meetings. Like you pay 200 bucks a month and you have access office, to this yeah. place. And like, 
you could just bring them in and you have a sick desk and you have like wi-fi and you have outlets and you have like and then you're in a there's a lot of things like that opening too like i keep seeing on facebook and stuff like there's like these workspaces or whatever that's exactly what this is yeah it's just like other people that come and you can like network and but yeah that's another that's it networking with people that are about keeping your overhead low like if you don't need the space and you don't need a huge warehouse and you know all this stuff then like be smarter about it like if i didn't need a ten thousand square foot warehouse i wouldn't have one you know it's just i have all the the machinery and the production and the incoming not going and shipping and all that but it's you can start businesses that don't require any of that where you don't need the overhead or the production or the machines or the we run know. the production that's why we have the warehouse like if we didn't run our own production like it'd be so easy to just outsource it and just fucking be running this shit out of your house right yeah, yeah. but yeah, since train yeah trainer you taste it huh? yeah it's good quite piney yeah um but yeah so I mean, that could transition into the 80-20 or let's just, okay, so going back to the books or whatever you're reading, the jab, jab, right hook, I'm reading the uh, Vicious Man in Babylon, which is just like a timeless, it was like a classic, like business book, uh, basics of business ideas and stuff with like saving money and um, just not fucking with people that you don't treat, you know, lending money, that basics of like lending and what to look for and what not to look for and you know people to to work with in that field but um one of the things one of the things the the dude's talking about is um it's like the goddess of good luck and he talks about like the goddess of good luck and there's like a chapter on on luck and like he says that like no man what does he say here he says good luck waits to come to that man who accepts opportunity so and then and then um, basically it's like you can't just sit there and wait for good shit to happen to you all the time, you know? Like you can't wait for it. Like oh, it's gonna That's happen. It's gonna happen. Hate it's gonna happen. That watch like the secret, or they think like obviously there's something to it that if you put it out there and you really believe it in blah blah, blah you'll achieve it. But not if you don't fucking work hard. Not if you don't fucking do the work. Like people literally watch the secret. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's a documentary on Netflix. It's like the law of attraction. And like these people are just so silly. They're like. If you believe that you're gonna have a big house, you're gonna have a big house, and it's like it's like the concept yeah, that sounds is good. great and all until like that doesn't happen because you don't fucking do anything. Like, yeah, like if the world was that fucking easy, are you kidding me? Like you just wish and you just get whatever you want. Like no, you fucking put it out there and then you go do whatever you can to achieve yeah. it and you work your fucking ass off. Like I feel like the concept is great and I feel like it's just it, the law of attraction, like real shit. You know what I mean? But when I fucking watched that movie, like, the first 20 minutes, I was just like, it's like, do you want a big car? Do you yeah. want to be rich as fuck? Do you want to blah, blah, blah? It's just like, they had to do that to sell it to dumb people. Yeah. Because, like, that's the only way you're going to fucking sell it to the masses. It's like, because nobody gives oh, a, do you want to be a better person? People, yeah. I don't give a fuck about being a better person. I want a fucking Beamer. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, they had to sell it. Do you want a mansion? Yeah. So it's super fucking stupid that way, but the idea is true. Like, yeah, you you mentally have to like allow yourself because that's it that's it too like thumbing through some of these fucking books like they're like you have to be in the mind state of money you have to like know that you're worth getting that money because a lot of us we have shitty self-esteem or a lot of us you know we think we're not worth it or we don't deserve it or whatever from our traumas from when we're young so it's like one of the first things is like believing that you not deserve the money and like i fucking deserve it but like know that you you know it's not bad and you can have it and it's yeah you know yeah like we are we're able to get to everybody's able to go get that shit but for yeah. the first thing is like letting yourself you know like as soon as i started smoking weed my parents got divorced and like money kind of ruined everything and i watched them like piss all their money away in their divorce and like growing up and then i'm just like money's just evil money's evil money's evil like i've just seen what it's done to my family and i see people not talking in family just all this shit yeah. but then it it's not evil it's a tool yeah but you just have, you know it's just how you to use like, it and how you you know look at it think about it but i don't know if fucking going off on t- t- stony tangents but <laughs> but god damn it so it says like uh it's just like being prepared like it's almost like if you put in all the work and you're working hard every day and you're putting the steps forward that you know you should be doing when the opportunity comes you're going to be way more prepared to take that opportunity and run with it than opposed to if that opportunity comes and you're not working hard and you're slacking and you're not doing shit, then the opportunity comes and you're not prepared, 
then you're not going to fucking run with it. So it's, it's like, like uh, opportunity and good luck avoids procrastinators. That's what and that and that just goes back to what I said is if you're out there trying to get it, then you're gonna it's gonna recognize that and it's mm. gonna you know align with that. And if you're just sitting on the couch not doing anything, then you're not as likely to you know. Yeah, and then the more t- the more opportunities you take, the more failure you go through, and every time you fail, it just becomes easier and easier and easier. That was what did I read the second? You just reminded you know? me of a good one. It was uh, people are so scared to like try shit, and it's it's. It's better to try 16 things and fail at eight of them than to not try one. Or, I don't know, I probably said that wrong, but it's... I mean, it makes sense something because when you succeeded that, it's just at like eight things. Fucking, you could sit back and be worried and be like, oh, well, I might, I might not uh, make enough money or I might not do this or it might not work out or this or that, and then you just do that and then you get stuck in that mindset and then you don't end up doing anything and then you're fucking 40 years old and you're like, where did my fucking time go? You know what I mean? Or you take it the fucking... Um, the complete other approach and you're like I don't know what I want to do I'm just going to start trying shit and I'm going to figure it out as I go that's what I did fucking work simple out simple as you. that I mean not simple as that but that's that's pretty I, it's you a know, simple you, you formula you have to fucking dive in head first and then figure it out like dive into the fire and fucking figure it out and yeah. like that's how you're going to learn and get better is because you're going to experience failure and you're going to experience all this shit and then you learn from that to fucking grow so it's it just it's about just like just going for it and like trying it and like not being try. scared like like yeah going you can sit back, back to and like, not do anything or you can you know like do you think like the the like Jordan or Kobe or any of these motherfuckers going to shoot a game winner you know what I mean right like they're like I want to shoot that fucking game winner yeah like I don't give a fuck if I lose yeah I will risk failing to have the glory of winning you know like yeah, I will risk analogy, yeah. missing four or five of these and having my team be bummed out but re- realistically like when the dude I watched Chris Paul miss a fucking buzzer beater to win the game two weeks ago and like the, f- the like missing that it's we all understand fuck you missed it that's a bummer but if he would have made it it would have been lit as fuck yeah, 17,000 people in Stable Center would have been going nuts everybody had the best fucking weekend because of that shit yeah and like he missed it. We're all just like, oh, it's a, that shit happens. It's a bummer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like it's just like anything else in life. Exactly, it's, but it's it's worth it to if just. If you go try something and you fail, it's not the end of the world. You try again and and it's else. worth yeah the success and what everything you've learned and the experience and the success. I'm just waiting for this door to open. I, know, I keep I'm just feeling keep like people shit. are just gonna walk in right now. Um, <laughs> and then like whatever luck, like good luck, like I was told this is you know it's like a proverb I guess, but it's just luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Yeah, yeah. like. You gotta be prepared because how many times has like luck hit you and you just weren't ready for that shit? Right. And you're just like fuck. That's when slips things slip between your fingers, and you learn. And then there's regrets, but it's all learning processes. So I wanted to ask you, what chances or investments did you hesitate on and missed a good opportunity that now you look back and you're like fuck? Yeah. So I don't know. I was kind of thinking about that and I couldn't really think of any. Like, I mean, I wish I would have started investing earlier. Because I literally just started investing, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, yeah. brand new to the fucking investing game. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just, like, learning as I go, like, everything else. But um, it would definitely be, I wish I would have, like, started investing earlier. Like, I was, like, a fairly smart kid. I should have just fucking recognized it. Like, why didn't I invest in Facebook? Why didn't I invest in Apple? Why didn't I invest in Google? Why didn't I invest in Amazon? Like, all this shit seems so obvious now. Maybe it wasn't that obvious back yeah. then. But I feel like it kind of was. It's just hindsight's twenty twenty for it's, sure. It's just, yeah, so... I mean, obviously, I wish I would have bought stock in all those companies, but I've—I mean, I don't know. All the opportunities that I've turned down, everything's been cool. It's just, yeah, like there's, there's nothing one that I like turned yeah. down and like turned out to be some crazy fucking thing. Yeah, it's like really nothing that I can think of, at least. I'll tell you a silly one. What's that? Last season, basketball. When I say season, I mean basketball season. We don't have seasons in California. It's just summer always. Yeah. Right. But, so last basketball season, Kobe's last season playing in the NBA, first week of the season, first two weeks of the season, I'm a pretty big basketball fan, I'm like, yo, talk to my girlfriend who doesn't give a fuck about basketball at all. I'm like, this fool saying, he, it could be his last season, but he didn't want it to be his last season, he's gonna, you know, take it as it comes or whatever. Two weeks in, I'm like, this motherfuckers might not even make it through this season. I was like telling my chick, like, dude, Kobe might, this is going to be it. So I start going on StubHub and I start checking tickets. 
I'm like this for the last uh, Lakers game at Staples Center for the season. I'm checking tickets and I'm like, fuck. Tickets are expensive as fuck. It's against the Jazz. It's going to be one of the cheaper ones. But the cheapest tickets were still 70 bucks. And I was like, it's not that bad, dude. Kobe's last game, yeah, 70 bucks, like whatever. And I'm like, at the time, I just didn't really didn't feel like I had the bread to just drop a couple, you know, drop yeah. 150 bucks on two tickets. So I don't fucking buy them. A week later, Kobe announces this is going to be his last season. Look, that night I look at tickets, all sold out, like, probably like $1,500 or some shit. <laughs> like, I could have just spent just $140 and just oh made, like, $3,000. That's like some insider trading shit. You know like, what I mean? You find out he's going to retire and you just buy season tickets and just flip them all or something. Exactly. You know? And I'm just... Like I know the I know that lane I know basketball I understand it but the pattern you know recognizing patterns and shit and I just lost that opportunity and it could have been insane motherfuckers went to that game sold air in a in a sandwich bag from Staples Center Kobe's last game for a hundred dollars on eBay so like or I could have just gone to Kobe's last game and spent seventy bucks and watched him score sixty points and hit the game winner in the two last free throws yeah and just been like. Obviously, that's probably worth even a thousand dollars. So that was opportunity I missed. Another one, just off the top of the head, that I just thought of when you were talking was, so in my skate career, um, fucking skating for forever. I, it, towards the beginning, I used to ride for S. I was like flow, which is means you're not on the team, but they give you free shit, and then sometimes you can get photo incentives for being on on in magazines with their logos, or you can get travel budgets or whatever but i was flow for s for like five years this is like <coughs> fucking 2003 to 2006 or seven or something like that that's not even five years yeah 2000 whatever yeah but so i'm in europe in 2005 or six i'm in paris with my homie mckendo and we run into the circa team oh, and shit. i see all the homies me and mike used to he might have worked for Circa after that, but we knew all the dudes, so we were just kicking it with them, and they were, like, taking us to dinner and fucking... We, like, go to their clubs for their, like, after parties for their... After their demos and their signings and shit. And I, and I was, like, partying with the dudes, which is super funny because I met more people. You bro down with more people fucking partying and skateboarding oh, than you do at the skate spot. But, um, so... We're just partying with these dudes, hung out with them for, like, two days, and... One of the homies, Grant, comes up to me and he's like, what's up with S, dude? He's like, how are they treating you? And I was just, I'm not used to having this shit happen. You know, yeah. I didn't, didn't have a lot of people come to me in my skate career. And I was like, oh, trying to do whatever, be humble. Like, oh, they're cool, you know, yeah. like, they're holding it down. I always want to ride for S. S was like my favorite company as a kid. I loved everything about it. That's who I wanted to ride for. Yeah. And I was like, cool, whatever. He's like, yo, I could go talk to Ryan. That's a team manager. He's like, I'll go talk to him. Like, if you want me to see what's up with Circa. And I'm there with the whole team partying. They're giving me drink tickets. We're all partying in Paris. Like, yeah. we're all broing down because nobody else speaks English. Yeah. Five minutes later, Ryan comes up to me. He's like, what's up with S, dude? How are they treating you? And yeah. I just don't even know how to handle this. And yeah. I'm not, you know, and I'm trying to kind of play it cool. I don't want to, I want to be loyal. I don't want to be disrespectful. I'm yeah. a fucking like 20 year old kid. I don't know what to do. So I was just kind of just played it cool. But yeah. it's like hindsight being twenty twenty. She'd be like, like Fuck yes. <laughs> Exactly. Hindsight being twenty twenty is I, I wanted I was trying to control my destiny and I yeah. wanted to ride for S because I pictured myself on S when really dudes at S didn't give a shit about like, me. Like, I didn't know the, the team. I wasn't out fucking at the club with them partying. But I'm here with this whole team. They're all backing me at the time at that moment. Yeah. And they're all extending this invitation. And I should have fucking with ran that, with yeah. that and I didn't even just think of that until like right now yeah like it's not like I had that story planned or it's not like I've dwelled on that at all <laughs> in my life it's just an opportunity my life would have been completely different yeah, if I would have just been like been another... you know because I actually knew those dudes or I was actually like hanging with those dudes that I've never even met half the S team at that point yeah you know so yeah. that's like anybody who's fucking skateboarding or anybody who's just in life dude like maybe you you envision yourself like wanting to work here like I want to work for this company so bad and you can opportunity but that the company doesn't necessarily give a fuck about you but then you meet these other people who actually appreciate you yeah and you have opportunity for growth there you know yeah and it's and you might not have as much security we just dealt with this with the homie you might not have much enough security but like you can grow and you have people that appreciate and then, like you you're and you're saying like out. people if you you know have these like good jobs or these corporate jobs or these you know decent jobs um, and it's like they're scared to, you know, try like different things or try to do their own thing or 
you know, go away from the norm of what they're used to and the corporate and the nine to five and this and that. And it's like, Derek had a good point. It's like, you can always go back to that. Like you can always go back, but you can never, you know, if you give up an opportunity to go work with some company overseas for a year and, you know, do this and that, who knows the opportunity, the connections you're going to make and the opportunities you're going to get and this and that. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out, like you can go back to your job, but you're still going to get that dope experience. It's just like, there's always something to fall back on. You can always go work for someone. You can always go do your whatever, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was like a good point or whatever that you said. <clears throat> yeah. I'm like going all over the place already. We're so right. first strong. <laughs> um, I know plenty of people like that too, that on both ends, you know, like they try to control their shit. And then I see people that like, I know so many people who, cause I'm not really like this. I'm starting to become more like this, but I got a lot of friends that they can flow so easily. They're just like, ah, oh, quit this job. Ah, oh, I got this job. Oh, and it's all good. Yeah. You know, there's some people that do it and they're just running from shit, but there's some people that just have no problems. Like, oh, I'm moving every year and fucking just, you know, yeah. just flowing around. Yeah. It's like the more that they do it, the more experience they gain, the easier it gets. Yeah. You know? Just shit Instead like that. Instead of trying to like, I need this job to make this much to live right here to do this. And it's just so My planned. 10 like, year plan, 20 yeah. year plan. It's like, bro, you don't even know what the fuck's going to happen on Tuesday. That's what like, yeah, I'd always like when I was kind of first doing high rise, it was like, I need to make a fucking five year plan and I need to make a three year plan and like all this shit. And it's just like, huh? I mean, yeah. And then shit changes every day. <laughs> like with the, like in the last five years from like where we started at to where we are now, like my, I would love to have seen my five year plan five years ago. You know what I mean? Just, I, I dude, I would love like, to see that what? too. That'd be a you fucking know, like, hilarious episode. Crazy. Like, you never know who's gonna walk in your door. You never know who you're gonna Every fucking run into. Something. You never, you never know, dude. What opportunities? Shit just is yeah. constantly changing, so it's good to just adapt and to change and to be ahead and not be obviously behind. You want to be where the next thing is. You don't want to be making snapbacks and everybody's buying dad hats. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, whatever. No more snapbacks. <laughs> um, let's see. What does it say? We can be our worst enemies. So this one, let's see where this takes us. Not even know. after that joint, I don't remember the state of mind I was in when I wrote this. Um, we can be our worst enemies. We wouldn't let someone steal from us, or we don't like people suppressing us and holding us down. Um, every man must master his own spirit of procrastination before he can be expect to share the riches and treasures of the world. So, like, this is more of, like, we're our worst enemies with procrastinating. Like, we steal our own time all the time with the dumb shit we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is just a huge thing that I've been thinking about the last six months. And, like, so much of our lives, like, I don't know. This is if... Some people don't give a fuck. Some people are just super content. And that's fucking awesome. I wish I could be like that sometimes. But I'm not. And I know you're not like that. But if you want to get shit done and shit's just not happening and you're frustrated, it's like... Yeah, we we fucking procrastinate so hard, and we just like time is the most valuable thing, especially yeah. once you like. I'm not fucking rich, but now I can like go eat at Veggie Grill and not fucking you know like <laughs> yeah. look at my bank account. But like once you have enough m- m- bread to just like handle your basic necessities, it's like time, dude. Time is the most valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you get older, like I'm fucking 33. Like there's not enough time in the day. Like yeah. I want to fucking play basketball. I want to go skateboarding. I want to fucking do yoga. There's like I so work. many things I you want to shit. Fucking, yeah, all this shit. I want to make sick joint videos and stuff. Like things that we've been lacking here, like recently. But yeah, and it's time. So it's like you wouldn't let anybody steal. You wouldn't let people steal your fucking money. You wouldn't let people steal your weed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want someone to steal your car or your fucking bus pass, but then you'll steal your own time. And that's just like waste. Just you could waste your time doing this, talking to some guy. Like you could talk to some guy for an hour, and you just know in the back you could like, all right, I'm just being polite. But like we've all been there, where you're just oh. like, dude's chopping your head off, like, and you're li- listening to him, and you're in the back of your head, you're just like, God, this dude will not shut the fuck up. But you're. You don't want to be a dick, you know what I mean? Like, or yeah, you're trying to like meet, you know, meet with somebody for business, and that you know, twenty minute conversation turns into an hour and a half that has nothing to do with business, and you have other <laughs> shit to do. Yeah, and you're, you're trying to be polite, and you don't want to be rude or whatever. Or how often can we just do this? And you just sit there for before you even look up, it's twenty fucking minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes. Like when I do, like when I do yoga, like once, sometimes twice a day. I only do it for like thirty minutes, but like 
that shit slows time down. Like, when I'm doing yoga, this 30 minutes seems like forever sometimes. But yeah. this 30 minutes is like... It just flies right by. And you got nothing accomplished at all. Like, you just saw what your homies were doing and you were like, fuck, it. With all the time doing wasting doing this, you could be building your business or doing research or reading a book or doing yoga or yeah. exercising or skateboard or doing whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that is crazy to think about. Just procrastination. You don't really go from what's the most you procrastinate is just but when you're doing this it's because you're you're like looking you're researching almost because you're looking yeah. at what other brands are doing or what other people are that's doing that's like yeah like, i'm on my phone but it. it's like i'm always working because i'm just like switching back and forth i'm like have like fucking 14 instagram accounts so i'm just like switching back and forth like checking all the accounts like switching back and forth between the emails like checking the stocks yeah. checking the snapchat checking the fucking tumblr checking the facebook Posting shit, replying to shit, it's just like never ending. But yeah, a lot of times it's just like scrolling too and just getting ideas and shit, like looking at what other people are doing or getting yeah. ideas for videos and designs and procrastination. Even like whatever. my myself, like I watch hella basketball and that's cool, but like you there's a balance between everything. And towards the end of like when I was like really doing the skate thing. I couldn't skate. I would just like watch hella basketball every night, and it's like I could have been doing. I could have been doing so much shit. I could have learned fucking five languages. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just and then within learning one language, like it just opens up how many opportunities, and you can communicate with a whole another set of people. And yeah, like I wasted so much time playing fucking video games for like a whole year, just yeah. playing NBA two K and like UFC. And looking back, I'm like. Dude, if I would have put all that time and energy into fucking whatever, like my business, man, and it's like good to four balance. hours a day playing fucking video games and shit. Yeah. Like, and now it's like I can't even imagine. Like, I'd be if I tried to play video games for four hours, I'd start playing and I'd be like, I need to fucking be answering emails or like Dude. I got five hundred things on my list of things to do. Straight like, up. I need to fucking yeah. I mean, it is good to balance though, for sure too, because it's like I could fucking like go play basketball or work out before I come here. I could come work all day here, go home. I'm like, I want to go straight to reading or stay productive. But it's like, yo, you got to fucking like... Yeah, at some point you, you do gotta have to decompress just like... You got to decompress and chill. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's and like... That's what I have a problem with, with doing is just like chilling and relaxing and like not fucking... Do you ever feel like you have like... Like this happens to me where I'll be going super hard and we'll like come up with all these ideas and shit. And then I get in my car to go home and I turn on a podcast and I'm like wait 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 like i need to decompress and i need to think about everything that we just did because i yeah. just want to keep learning keep learning keep learning keep to the point where i'm not even i can't even digest close to half the shit that i'm listening to <laughs> yeah. because it's non-stop so there needs to be times where i purposely have to put on like mellow music or i'll just drive home in silence just because we just had a crazy day not even like a shitty crazy day just like so much happened and yeah. i want to like piece everything together and kind of you know yeah put the puzzle together that ever happened to you where you have to like chill out for a second or i i have like the opposite because i just like when i'm not doing shit i get anxiety so like if i'm just like sitting around not doing anything then i'm just like fuck i need to be doing something because you have so much on your plate because i have like i have way too much on my plate right now i'm just trying to manage all of it and do all of it so it's like i'm just always like there's always shit that needs to get done always shit that needs to be you know that Mm -hmm. i need to be on top of i can't like I feel like I can't, like, slack off, because it will just... Like, you can't even, like, a vacation, you can't even go home on the weekend. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't even chill at your house on a Saturday or Sunday, because yeah. you have to be here. It's like a vacation. And this year, that's, question. like, kind of been my goal, though, is to try to get things more, like, automated and systematized, so I don't have to be here seven days a week, and things aren't so crazy, but, like, to get to that point, you have to put in the work and build the base, and so that's yeah. where I'm, you know, and now there. all these new companies is just, like building the bases and getting the systems in place so they can kind of run themselves we just need to like book an airbnb for like in three months and be like i know that's it that's it like it's gonna work around this shit yeah that's what like my my chick has friends that travel a lot and she said that's what they do is they just they're like how do you like how do you do it how do you not even travel a lot but like twice a year they go out of the country or something yeah which is so normal for fucking europeans but here we're just fucked and uh they're just like, dude, we just booked that shit six months in advance, and then we'll we'll end up coming up with the money, mm-hmm. but you know, and then yeah. we'll just we'll work around it. Yeah, as opposed. That's to like kind of like when I went to Vegas the other weekend. That was like the first time taking off a couple of days in like a long fucking time, but I was just like, 
fucking these days like i'm gonna be gone like whatever happens i don't give a fuck like make sure everything's ready to go like all the production's good the emails are answered the autoresponders on got you know my employees at the warehouse like hopefully everything runs did you do shit at all off your phone i it was surprisingly i did uh i didn't have to do too much i had to just uh i'd like order a couple things one day and help mckenzie with the machine but it's just like little it wasn't anything crazy so it was it was cool but now it's like shit all right i'm trying to go to china in a week or for a week or two so it's in order to do that it's like fuck i'm gonna i've never left any of my businesses alone for like more than three or four days at a time Mm -hmm. like without me being here to monitor everything make sure everything's you know running efficiently um so that's like gonna be a kind of like part of the growing pains and like learning process this year is like trying to you know manage all that as well like yeah, if I do have to go place. somewhere for two weeks can things still run without me being here that's yeah. that's where it, that's the goal is to try to get it to where you know you can have all dip. this shit just kind of yeah but that goes back to putting the pieces in place and building a strong you know platform that's like a good that's a good segue to the 80-20 yeah and then so like the 80-20 rule is something that we like kind of wanted to talk about and for you for those of you that aren't familiar i think it's called like what is it provado's principle or hold on a second yeah i can google it real quick yeah you google that i'm gonna change battery all right we're back i just changed the battery on the for the 80-20 conversation principle so it's a dude the Pareto principle basically it's just kind of stating that in a lot of cases if you really look at things and break things down that 80% of the outcome is usually caused by 20% of the the action so or I mean that's just like a rough you know 80-20 maybe a 70-30 whatever it is but usually it's that you know 20% of your customers will make up 80% of your profit or 20% of your products will make up 80% of your sales or 20% of your employees will do 80% of the work or the list goes on and on you can kind of like for example say if you're a wholesaler going back to having like retail or whatever so you have 10 accounts probably two of those accounts are going to be doing 80% of your business. And right. Is this correct? Yeah. And then I mean, that's, it's like I said, it's 20, it's 80, 20. That's just a, you know, that's rough. Yeah. It's, you know, and then the, but basically the, like the other 80% that's only doing 20% of your business is just a fucking headache and right. it's just taking your time. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's say for example, let's use high rise. For example, say you have 10 stores, two of those 10 stores are big box stores. Maybe it's, say just throwing names out there like one of them's fucking active and then one of them's a zoomies and then your other eight accounts are like little small boutique skate shops that order 12 hats here eight hats here Hmm. and then those other two accounts are like ordering 600 hats at a time you're like wasting your time dealing with these six 12 hat orders but you don't even waste your time yeah. on, the, on the yeah exactly and then just put all your effort into these two bo- you know and then you have all this extra time available and then you can focus on you know it's just kind of like cutting out the bullshit so it's like Derek was saying it's like if you have 10 accounts but 8 of those accounts are only you know making up a few thousand dollars in sales a month and your two main accounts you're doing fifty thousand dollars in sales it's like why are you even wasting your time on the, on the other accounts focus on the big ones Focus on making them as happy as you can and ensuring you hit all the ship dates, the quality's on point, your pricing's good, your designs are good. Focus on doing that and that's just gonna grow and then you're gonna get more like-minded accounts like that and then you're gonna get other big accounts like Zoomies and Nordstrom's and whatever other big box because you have the credibility of the other big box stores that you're keeping happy. Um, And it's like, or you can focus on Jimmy's surf shop that's going to order $100, $125 worth of hats and it's just as much of a hassle to I think, the, you know yeah just, going back to what we said like in the other episode like generally you're going to be working with the big store that has the experience the emails are going to be kept down to a, a very limited a number of emails where you're just going to go back and forth with the basics but then also unfortunately when you're dealing with some of the small accounts they want to go back and forth 72 times for their order of 12 hats 
So by then you're losing money. Yeah. Because the time that you've wasted talking to them for two weeks and then they order $100, but you wasted two weeks talking, you know, it's so yeah. you got to kind of look at it like that as well. So that's like the little 80-20 principle. Um, that's just like something to think about in everyday life. You can just kind of break down like what, what 20% is making up the 80%. Yeah. Like if you really focus on that, like what exactly, what can you trim, what can you cut out, and what can you focus on more? So it's like if you have a business and your your advertising campaign, your Facebook ads are killing it, and your Instagram ads aren't killing it, and your YouTube ads aren't killing it, and your other ads aren't killing it, and you're wasting time on all four, focus on the one that's producing all the results. It's just, it's, it's pretty simple, like... Yeah, sometimes it's just yeah, stepping back and getting that different perspective and looking at like looking at what's working and what's not, yeah, and applying it to that. Yeah, Yeah, you can really do it for anything in your life at all. Mm -hmm. And that's like I even have that on my notes, like just to remind myself, like eighty twenty, like am I wasting my time or is this you know is this worth it? Yeah, just some fucking yeah, especially now you can't get enough. And that just goes back to what you're saying, how your time is so valuable. And it's like, do you want to waste your time, you know? Or do you want to have your time and then not have any, you know, headaches yeah. staying with all the blue? Yeah. See, I mean, sometimes it's easy to just do tedious work and, like, not think about shit, mm-hmm. you know? But it's just not as rewarding as when you, like, create some shit. Yeah. Like, the days that come home from here, which is almost all the time, because I'm just constantly creating, it's just like... <laughs> it just feels so beat but in yeah. like a good way like I fucking exercise like yeah. you know I just went and worked it's out it's like skating gym. all day and you go home and like sit on the couch after take a shower yesterday, just like, dude. Oh, like yesterday I microdosed went skating smoked like 10 spots at the spot I, I got footage like I got footage I filmed like three other homies get footage so yeah. it was just I drove an hour each way just soup plantation fucked up soup <laughs> yeah. plantation got a lot of shit banged out <laughs> yeah it felt so good I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do it all again. Need this. Need two alpha brains today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long that was. One forty-three. What? I don't know. Smooth through that. You got anything else to talk about? Um, that's pretty. Talked about the eighty twenty. Uh, we got a question uh, from our homie Camacho. He said he got. He's like an artist, homie. He said he's he's got a. Uh, like a G back for his taxes and he was asking what he should do with it and I was like I'd like a little bit more information of like what you want to do with it and then we can help out you know what do you want to sell your artwork what do you want to sell yeah what would you do if you had a thousand bucks and you were an artist and you like like Camacho like takes stickers like the post office stickers and he does these little cartoon characters that are kind of sick they're almost like little toy machine type characters yeah and he like put like just like blasts them everywhere like, if you're a little artist, had your little, like, doodles and shit, you had a G. So, like... So, what do you tell Corey, basically? <laughs> um, well, like, this was, like, an idea that I had. I mean, it's a pretty, like, basic idea, but it's pretty... Like, you can start, or, like, create a landing page if you're an artist and start, like, your own design company or something, and then you can sell your designs multiple ways. So, you could do, like, start an Instagram page and do a bid. So, you do, like, 24-hour flash bid... And then you put up your like one of a kind painting and you do it every week. But you do paintings that are relatable to your audience so that people actually want to buy it and it's not just like some random shit. You do that to like build your name up. But you do like 25 hour bid on these like exclusive paintings or whatever. And then you can sell your pre-made art, which is just like doodles and like just shit that you've drawn that you never used that you think like people would want to use for their designs or their companies or whatever. Um, and then like your obvious like design service. So I guess for him it would depend on what he was trying to do exactly. But if I, in my case, I would fucking take that G, start a fucking design company, um, and then I would do what I just said. I would sell my original work. I would sell my pre-made logos, and then I would do custom design work for people. So I would do uh, like if you needed a custom logo or a custom font or like something like that made, um, I'd do that. And then what you, a little like hack or whatever, there's a bunch of websites on the internet that uh, will do designs for you for cheap as fuck. Five bucks like, through your business. Go on like Fiverr.com or Upwork or all these websites and there's like hundreds of designers in Bangladesh or India or wherever. And if you give them your general idea, they're going to knock it out of the park nine, nine times out of ten. 
Um, so what I would do is I would, I'd be like, yo, I got fucking $50 custom designs. You get two revisions. Um, you get, you know, the original artwork. You get one colorway or whatever you offer them. Boom, they pay. Then what do you do? You just send that off to the Fiverr, homie. So you just literally outsource. So you take in like 10 design jobs. You outsource it to Fiverr or to whoever your artist is. You pay them 5 to $10 per design. You make the $30 profit on each thing. You're not doing any work. You're just forwarding the work to the person that, you know. Um, so you're generating income that way. You sell your original art. You're generating income that way. And then you sell... Um, like pr custom pre-made art and shit like that so and then like i don't know that's like three ways to get like revenue going i'd probably put some money into advertising and marketing i'd come up with something clever like um like follow my account i'm gonna pick someone to do a free design for or something like that kind of like get your name built up maybe run a couple ads fifty dollar custom designs maybe it's a dope video of you drawing custom designs or you want to catch their attention so you want to make something like dope that's gonna people are gonna want to click on and click through um but yeah i don't know that's like that's like kind of what i would do that's i guess if i was an artist and had you that's know, pretty legit i see uh there's like my girlfriend has a because like let's hold on sorry let's no, run down the cost real quick on that on that <laughs> g like you start your shopify story that's thirty dollars you Start landing pages. You make like whatever. Let's say a hundred dollars at the most to start all the landing pages. Get all that website, shit done. What's the cost of your art that you design? Nothing because you're fucking making it. So you're painting all this shit. Maybe the cost of the paint and the fucking canvas, whatever that is. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing really. I'm sure. And then what's your cost of your pre-made art? Nothing because that's all shit that you just made. Boom. And then what's the cost of selling custom shit? Nothing because you get the money up front and then you fucking deliver. So you could have you could start this business with fucking hundred dollars, hundred and fifty dollars, like that. Boom. Yeah. Take another five hundred of that thousand, throw that into fucking Facebook and Instagram ads. Boom. You just have what three hundred bucks left over. Maybe you use that to fucking hire another, uh, just to make more designs or, I don't know. Fuck, give me two hundred bucks. I'll do it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. goddamn it. <laughs> Let's start this company. I gotta go. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um. Yeah, or you could, yeah, like, Jen, my chick, she has a vegan donut company or pastry company in Long Beach. She found this dude, this is, like, pre-fiber knowledge for us, but she found this dude on Instagram who just has a bunch of, like, super sick artwork. His whole page is just flooded with artwork, and it's just, like, put your company name here, you know? And it's, like, some sick fucking anchor graphic, and then you could just put your logo, your company and, and the name in the, and in the then text you just gave me another idea to take that original idea one step further is what you do so once you have the people you make the design for so say he orders you yeah, i need a logo for my new brand boom you make him the logo and then you partner up with a screen printer and embroidery company and you say hey i'm a designer i design for all these clothing brands so when that guy when his logo's done he's ready to get those shirts printed boom he's gonna hit you up then you take a you take a your broker fee or whatever so that's just, you know, to, just to take that one step even further. Exactly. It's just another fucking, you just tax everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's it. She just hit the homie up. He just switched out the font, changed maybe a couple little things that she wanted changed. It was 150 bucks, and he gave her, like, the, the Illustrator file, the Photoshop file, PNG, transparent background, the whole kit or whatever, and it was 150 bucks. And that dude has all, he just, you know, if you're an artist, you already, you work with Illustrator or Photoshop, it's your you're into it it's your hobby you already have all these fucking logos that you've already done throw that shit up on there and just be like yo contact me if you want to mm -hmm. use this shit exactly and then, and then if they buy it cool you want to get hats made you want to put that on shirts like i can help you with that as well and you already you have just, the art made you know what i mean you could just keep swapping that's the good thing about like being a designer doing design stuff is that you can kind of control the pricing and then it's you know very high margins because you have most of the time you're just creating it and reselling it so there's no real cost yeah you know? just your time really there's like the cool story about iggy iggy at uh long beach active told me it's our mm -hmm. homie who's like the manager at the active in long beach iggy he was telling me about one of his team riders this dude who like skated for the shop and he 
he's like an artist dude and he i don't remember the dude's name but he did all this waldo artwork and super sick shit where he'd take like dollar bills and just do all this everything was just waldo themed where it may, maybe it was like the joker but it was like waldo where's waldo yeah. theme and he's like follows these artists and he's seen this one super famous artist like post some waldo shit and the homie commented and was like yo damn that's dope and that's like i do a bunch of waldo shit and he was like stoked on it it was a very humble comment it wasn't something like that that's not that's paraphrasing and i guess some um, like super famous like ballin uh art like dealer painting or like dealer agent dude yeah broker i don't know yeah fuck. <laughs> whatever that whatever is, the yeah. title is contact like checks out he saw his comment and was like damn that's sick it was humble he wasn't like man i've been doing that shit already you know it was yeah. like a humble comment so he clicks on it he sees all this dude's shit dms this dude fucking starts like connecting with the the skater homie mm-hmm. next thing you know the skater homie's like selling pieces for like 20 30 racks to like damn. fucking Nicki minaj and fucking steve aoki and shit and that's like, even that's one more way to take it too is just doing super ill fucking dope shit like doing the dope crazy fucking painting on the one dollar bill or doing something different that's gonna fucking put yourself out there more than the guy that's yeah. just painting on a fucking canvas and then charge a fucking fucked up and then yeah you just it's a one of one yeah you build the demand and then like the facebook like david Cho. This. look you up t- david Cho. it's an interesting story this oh, guy crazy. like painted the facebook office and uh i forget the exact story but basically they're like yo like do you want us to pay you out or do you want stock in the company for doing this and he's like i'll take the stock his stock's valued at $250 million, and all he did was paint the fucking... But anyways, this dude sells paintings for $1 million dollars, $200,000, yeah. $100,000. He's like, I don't give a fuck if I go broke. I could just do one painting tomorrow and make a $1 million. That's so almost he, like just, the mentality of a crazy. lot of crazy balling people, is that, like, I don't give a fuck if I go broke because yeah. I know I'm going to get there again. And that's yeah. the mentality. Like, how many millionaires have lost their money and became millionaires again yeah it's like a huge that isn't that like very common yeah i mean because it's a it's a state of mind yeah you know and the the determination for that it's crazy it's like in the that's how a lot of successful people are yeah that's how they think at least it's like a while but sometimes that it ends up good sometimes it ends up bad yeah like to hear about it all everybody else's mistakes i'm tired of making mistakes yeah learn from our mistakes here as we smoke weed yeah and we will make more mistakes and we will share those mistakes with you guys weekly and if you guys want to share your mistakes with us and want to hear our insights or there's anything that we can do to help out or whatever projects you guys have have working on um let us know Maybe we have any insight possible. Drop a question below. So, we'll do our best to help out, answer it. Yeah. Um, we're going to do our Shopify episode pretty soon, maybe next week or the week after. And we're going to kind of like probably set up a store, show you guys how to set up a bunch of the apps, show you just really show you how to get the most value out of your Shopify, how it works, um, and all that good stuff. Because a bunch of you people have been asking us how to get your brand started, and that's step number one. So, um that's what I was thinking about. I don't know. Like maybe we might start doing some kind of like short things or something. And it's like how embroidery works, how screen printing works, like just kind of all the general, like basic business knowledge and stuff like that, just to kind of like help out and yeah, like give back. That's just kind of like a thought we might. Yeah. Do like an episode on screen printing and embroidery and being like, here's the process. And we'll talk about how you contact the person, you know, the the manufacturer and what you need on your end how to get your products made yeah like you need your artwork in vector format they got a dpi which means that's for print 72 dpis for wet but you know we can go down and break down everything if you guys want to know all that stuff make it way easier for you that saves you time so you just listen to the one episode maybe you listen to 20 minutes of the episode and then you don't have to spend 12 emails going back and forth with your manufacturer you know that yeah, like when I was so, starting high rise, if I if I could have just listened to two dudes tell me how to do it real quick, I would have been like dope. Yeah, right. Would have <laughs> said I'm like, like downtown LA, hat. like walking fucking three miles trying to find hats and shirts and embroidery people and screen printers and this and that. So, this uh, some of this knowledge that we're dropping is you know use it to your advantage and shit. Yeah. We're just here to kind of like help and like I said, we make our mistakes and use our mistake use our mistakes to save you time. 
exactly. so that you have time to build more and you have time to fucking relax and you have time to chill and learn more exactly and build more and fucking create your own shit so um thanks for for fucking with us this far five episodes in another one five down we appreciate it make sure you guys go to the highriseco.com oh yeah we got our discount code use code doobie talk you get 30 percent off 30 percent off ten dollar hats or seven dollar hats crazy um yeah and then follow or go to allineedskate.com we don't have a skateboard on set right now there's nothing there's just the front butt uh, all I need skate.com and use the code word Fooks F O O K S. Follow him on Instagram, Instagram High Rise Aaron. And then I'm Derek Fukuhara. You're not going to know how to spell that, so check the bio <laughs> if you give a shit. And if you made it this far, comment and let us know. Um, yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Thanks for fucking Thanks tuning for watching. in. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see we're we're, next we're week. still working on our intro. intro so. Yeah. And, and our outro. Outro, <laughs> intro. But for now. We're going to get a logo, and then we're going to start uploading these to iTunes soon. So. Baby steps. You guys can hear us on there in the future or in the present. <laughs> Till then, have a great week, and keep hustling. Later.